Welcome back to another episode of the Hygge in Early Years podcast with your host, Kimberly Smith. Now, I am just so grateful to have you here for this week's episode where we're looking at how the future can steal us of the happiness of our present. You know the times when you're really looking forward to something and it's all you can think about. Or the time when your head is worrying about a meeting that's going to happen later on in the week. The feeling of your stomach as it's tying knots on that Sunday afternoon. If you can identify with what I'm saying, then this episode is for you. hopefully be on my leave keeping holiday over in Canada. I'm so excited for this trip as I really do love autumn and I think that it'll be lovely to experience all the beautiful colours of nature and embrace all things cosy, like mugs of tea at the side of a roaring fire, walks around the side of a lake and cooking s'mores at the end of a day of hiking. Now over the last few weeks we've been so excited planning this trip you know, daydreaming about the places we might see, the experiences that we hope to have. But I'm going to make a confession. By doing this, we weren't actually living in the present moment. And as wonderful as daydreaming might be, and gosh, I am so guilty of this, especially when it's for something that's just so lovely, we can make the mistake of missing out on important things that are going on around us. So like tuning into the spice of your autumn blended tea as you're drinking it or trying to be an active listener when your partner gets home from work and he's telling you about his day. But instead of hearing what he's saying, you're mentally thinking about your packing list for your holiday. Are you guilty of this? I have been recently and I thought it was okay because I was feeling happy and excited about the things we had coming up in the future. But doing this isn't good. We need to make sure that we're getting that balance and that we're living in that present moment. Um, You know, when we're feeling anxious of that week ahead and we're already drained thinking about that long day when we've got parents' evening coming up. But how do we actually stop all of this and just become present, become more in the moment. Well, Mike Viking identified that to feel Huga, there are a number of different aspects we can consider and being present is one of them. Being present means you're creating an awareness, whether it's internally or externally, and you're paying attention to what's going on without really thinking that you need to change anything. And the only problem with staying present is it's a lot easier said than done. And so implementing this into our daily routine can be such a struggle. Can you remember the last time you went out for a walk and you truly noticed what was going on around you? You know, the sounds of the trees as they were blowing in the wind. I attended an amazing workshop a few weeks ago with yoga guru, Zephyr Wildman, when she spoke about how we need to wake up each morning and be present in recognising the way we feel. Asking yourself, am I okay today? How does my body feel? 
what about my head learning to accept that you're not going to wake up each day and feel completely amazing but what you can do is consider how you feel today and what you're going to bring to your day for vitality and balance and now i just want to share with you a few things that i've been trying recently that have been helping me work on being more present so step number one listening to your body it's easy to start thinking that you need to eat a certain way or exercise for a certain amount of time every day because other people do it. But one of the best ways that you can be present in your life is to listen to what your body's telling you right now. So if it's craving chocolate, eat it. Does it think that a run sounds really invigorating? Then go for it. Do you want nothing more than to just curl up in bed and forego the gym on that Sunday morning? Do it. Your body knows you and it knows the energy that it needs and when it's time to rest. So we need to spend a little bit more time investing in the messages that our body is giving to us. Now, I love this quote here that I just want to pop in. So how we spend our days is how we spend our life. And when we plan out every single detail of our day, our week, our month, we don't allow ourselves the opportunity to just go with the flow. And again, I love to plan because I feel it helps me with my organisation. And if you've heard me listen to, um, sorry, if you've heard me talk in my other podcasts about spontaneity, you'll know that this is something that I actually struggle with a lot. So I'm trying to embrace a little bit more flexibility in the way I handle my daily life. And having a few bullet points on my results list of things that I want to get done, but then giving myself the time to go with the flow for the rest of the day and just see what happens. Okay, the next tip, I'm sure you will have seen this one coming, but it's around the digital world. Spending time away from your phone, computer, laptop, tablets, and reading a book or writing, going for a walk, practicing some yoga, um, you know, eating your lunch without an electronic device nearby, doing some sort of crafting activity like knitting or crochet that doesn't actually require a connection to the internet. So try and give this a go. I know it's hard. In my Hygge journal, one of the daily acts of self-care that you might do is stop using your phone for an hour a day. And it might be tricky at first, but build up to it. Start with just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and eventually you'll get there. I went on holiday a couple of years ago and didn't take my phone with me. Luckily, I was in a position where I didn't actually need it. I was sort of between two different jobs, and so I knew nobody would need to get in contact with me urgently. And I was with most of the people that were important to me anyway, so it didn't really matter. But it felt so good to not be seeing how many likes I've got on my latest Facebook post, looking at how many people have checked out my Instagram stories. It was great to switch off. And, you know, you can do it for just a little bit of time each day. It really does help. Okay, the next thing. This is something I want you to try right now. And that is to smile. 
because every day is full of endless possibilities. So start with a smile. As you wake up on a morning, mentally think about how you feel. Even if you feel really rubbish, just smile. And as you do, imagine the gap between your ears getting wider and wider as your body's embracing the happy home hormones that are released when we are smiling. It's going to put you in control of an attitude every morning that's optimistic and a can-do. Okay, last tip now before I head off. But this is about your eating. So again, oh gosh, I have been so guilty of these things over the last you know, few years. I've not been a mindful eater. So you might, I don't know, grab some food on the go, um, eating on your own. Do you ever eat in response to an emotion? Maybe you're tired and hungover and you think, why? I need to eat some chocolate or I need some crisps or some nachos. Maybe you're bored. Maybe you crave food when you're really tired. It's about tuning in to the times when we're eating, the times when we want food and thinking, why do I want it? Am I actually hungry? Um, and then when you do eat, it's taking five minutes to notice the mouthful of food that you've got. Well, maybe five minutes is a little bit too long, but you know, a minute or so, um, just to really appreciate what it is you're eating. And this is such a good thing that we can model to young children as well. Um, you know, being really focused on the fact that we don't need to overeat and that if we're eating slowly, the brain takes time to catch up to the way our body feels and the way that it feels full. Um, you know, engaging in your senses by noticing the colours of your food and the smells and the sounds and the textures and the tastes. And yeah, not having your phone near you and around you when you're eating. So there we go. There are a few tips that I've got about how we can embrace being a little bit more present in our daily routine. I would love to know what you try. And if you've got any top tips yourself, drop them in a message to me. I always respond to my direct messages if you want to drop me one over on Instagram. Well, unless I'm having a phone-free holiday. <laughs> um, anyway, I hope you have a really lovely and present weekend. And I will catch you next week when we're going to be looking at another aspect of embracing yoga. And um, yeah, hopefully it'll bring you a little bit more happiness and balance in your life. Take care. Bye.